0: Lock on. 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 Lock on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, brought to you by Built Bar. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Lane McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Lennon. what is going on, sir?
1: Not much. Excited to talk about the uh, big uglies inside the interior yeah. offensive linemen. You know, the, the offensive line, line line room is so big, we had to break this up into two different pods. It's 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 crazy what you think about the percentage of the entirety of the offense the offensive line room kind yeah. of takes
0: up. Uh, what I find f- fascinating about the Cowboys' offensive line in general this year is. This is really the first year in I don't know even know how long where we have more than one job up for grabs, right? It seems like for the last i don't know decade there was only you know one spot that we had maybe questions marks about even then there were some years where there was no question marks yeah um we're entering you know hopefully mini camp and training camp here in the next you know couple months and We're not sure who's going to start at left guard and center this year. And I think that's uh, at least kind of fun. So um, let's go ahead and jump into into it. Let's start with Zach Martin. I I feel like we we don't need to spend a lot of time on him. Uh, He's been fantastic from the moment that he got into the NFL. Uh, Did have a little bit of some injury problems last year. But for the most part, a pretty healthy player throughout his NFL career. Is it safe to say he's their best overall offensive lineman right now for the Cowboys? I mean, he
1: might be their best overall player.
0: Like, yeah, I think that's uh, fair.
1: I mean, he, I, he's pound for pound, you know, the, the one of the best players in football. I think as far as consistency, as far as you know, being uh, uh, an example for uh, other players at your position, uh, Zach Martin has got the teaching tape, you know, and mm-hmm. and and I, I think he's the he is the gold standard. There's a lot of young great players at the position. Um, you, you've seen. Uh, some of the some of the uh, the old guard kind of pass out and, and 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 go out into retirement and and i think zach martin is kind of firmly at that top of the of the of the pile of of offensive guards at this point right now um so yeah he, right now i mean he's you know despite his his running mate retiring and and and, and you know going off and, and into the sunset as the as it were martin is is really kind of entering his prime and, and even with some kind of injury setback uh, at different points it, it didn't seem necessarily to be so much lingering and, and he he came back strong and he was strong throughout the year and really even when injured he didn't let let it affect him too much he was he was pretty effective uh, throughout the season and he's like i said the gold standard for the position to be honest
0: Yeah, there's really nothing at all to complain about with Zach Martin. He not only gives you uh, elite play every time he's on the field. I don't know. I think he's been like an all-pro selection uh, in three of the last four years. He's made the Pro Bowl every single year since he's been drafted. He also gives you some position flex if you need it. We know that he can slide out and play tackle. Uh, We know that they've actually worked with him in training camp at center before. Uh, Just an, an elite, elite player who... So only 29 years old. I think you I mean you can expect what five, maybe six years of elite play. Guards seem like they can play, you know, long. Uh, they, they can have some long NFL careers. So uh absolutely no questions about Zach Martin. Um, but let's move on to the the other guard spot. At left guard, it's Connor Williams, who was okay last year, but continues to to deal with some injuries. Uh behind them or behind him is Connor McGovern, who the Cowboys took in the third round of the 2019 draft. And it feels like those are probably the two guys competing for that left guard spot. Uh, how do you anticipate that shaking out this year for the Cowboys?
1: You know, it's interesting because, it, you know, we, we, we had our own preconceived notions before the draft of, of a kind of a, an interesting trio of, well, not even a trio, a, a, you know, a quad of, of, of Williams, Looney, McGovern and Redmond and how somehow two of those four would fit into the starting two spots. Right. And Looney being kind of the, the floor for, uh, for what could happen at the center position for the, for the year. Um, and now, you know, with the drafting of Tyler Biotis, which, you know, admittedly, we didn't necessarily expect because we, we no. thought of, you know, what their thought process. And, and honestly, maybe, you know, they, they it's just that they really liked the player. They knew that, you know, obviously they had Frederick's situation in mind, certainly when they when they, you know, were looking at him. Um, but you know, I think they also probably saw an opportunity to go get a guy that they liked. So I think they, it kind of shook things up, and, and it does sort of feel like you know they're good. I mean, I'm sure they're going to look at all these guys, right? But it does, it does, oh, yeah, it, does sure. it does feel like maybe it would be cleaner to kind of keep people in their lane, keep Biotish and Looney's competition in one lane, keep the Connors going after each other. And then sprinkle in Adam Redman and Cam Irving, you know, kind of wherever they are. and We'll talk about all these guys, but just kind of speaking at the position in general, you kind of have to holistically because you have... You know, three or four of these guys who have position flex, they have, they're they going to obviously each have opportunity to to start at e- either one of those spots. Right, right. Um, it, it really, I, it, it probably wouldn't be the worst for them to kind of try to narrow things down up front. I mean, especially, you know, not to get all this in at once, but... Especially when you consider the shortened training camp, the shortened OTAs, Mm -hmm. it's going to be tougher to kind of evaluate and break down and get a full glimpse of, well, what does this guy look here with this guy at here? You know, I think if they can find a way to kind of pare that down early and then let the competition be, you know, with players with kind of decided positions and then deal with position flex later they may find that they get better results because they find out what they've gotten these guys earlier and then they can sort it all out when it comes to cut down time.
0: Yeah, I agree. Before we even talk about, you know, these guys individually, I I completely agree that they're probably going to try to keep these guys in individual lanes. The Connors playing at left guard. um, We can talk about Connor McGovern too, but I think, you know, he missed basically all of last year. You you know, I don't even remember if he got to training camp and participated then, but my guess is with Looney coming back on a one-year contract, let Looney play at center, get McGovern kind of back into the swing of things. And then in 2021, you can kind of reevaluate that center position. But um, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll talk uh, about some of these, uh, the, the left guard situation in a second. Um, I just want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you've never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this. They are by far the best tasting protein bars out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, real flavors. The best part part is it's a low-calorie bar with the bars ranging anywhere from 100 calories to 160 calories. Uh, They're packed with protein, and there's no crazy additives. If you want to get in on Built Bars, just go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. And again, this week only, only a couple days left, you get five additional dollars off your ten or off your first box purchase, uh, so that's fifteen total dollars. As long as you use the locked-on promo code, it's an outstanding value, and I highly recommend that you check out some of their new flavors uh, that they've debuted this week. Again, that is builtbar.com for the best tasting protein bar out there. All right, Landon, um, let's do the let's do the guards. Um, Williams started 11 games last year. I thought he was better this year than he was uh, as a rookie um, but there's Connor McGovern right behind him, uh, you know somebody who the Cowboys had a second round grade on in the 2019 draft. How do you envision this situation shaking out for the Cowboys this year?
1: You know I, I think it starts with how does this how does Philbin view Connor Williams? You know, just does, does view does he view him as uh, a tackle playing guard, or or is he I does he not. really buy into the idea that he's a, a guard? Yeah. Uh, if he if he's the guard, if he buys him as the guard, and they don't feel like maybe they need to give him opportunities to try a swing tackle spot, then I I, I think that it that it's his race to lose against McGovern. You know, even with the the offseason of uh coming back from an acl injury McGovern was also had been dealing with uh you know a pectoral injury um and that you know alone just by the nature of that injury uh may have limited his ability to kind of put on the strength that you needed uh between off season. so it will be interesting to see uh you know you think about like UFC fights or boxing, or whatever. One of the more interesting things about them is the, the weigh-ins at the beginning, right? Just to kind of see where each fighter is oh, yeah. at yeah. And, and, and what their, what their shapes are like and, you know, how they're going to, that can kind of be kind of a precursor for how they're going to fight. Right. Like, Oh, this guy's a little bit heavy. This guy's, you know, Sure. I, sure. I, I think that's going to be an interesting thing with this is, is how, how much weight was the able to put on in an off season uh, in an NFL program uh, how, how did Williams bounce back from his injury and, and, and recover and, and, and how is he looking in the offseason? Because right now, I, I think it's going to be about the guy that is going to be able to uh, physically handle the job, you know, and, and I think there is going to be more of a, a lean back into the outside zone. But I, I think that they they still need to be able to have enough sand in their pants to, to hold up and pass protection as well.
0: What do you think is the better option this year for the Cowboys? Is it probably going with the experience of Connor Williams and letting McGovern be the backup or do you think just McGovern's a better talent at guard?
1: I I t- actually think, you know, if, if you want to go with talent upside, like I think the look is you keep Williams at guard and you you start Tyler Biotich at center if you can. And then you figure figure out a way to make Connor McGovern your swing interior guy. Because I think that he and, and then maybe you let him, you know, take try to take that job next year. And and you know, again, you kind of always have in, in your back pocket, if you want to, trying to trying Connor Williams out as your swing tackle. You know I don't hate that idea of him I think he's a smart player. I think his issues at playing tackle in the NFL you know have to do with strength and that sort of thing I think he's only gotten stronger so you can you know potentially maybe look at him too but uh, if you're going for upside i I think Connor Williams. You know, despite, you know, his uh, bumpy start, like if we're going back into an outside zone uh, system, I want to see Connor Williams get into that second level because I think he can do that really well. He's athletic enough to to really be good in that area.
0: I agree. Um, I I think that's the smart way for the Cowboys to do that. Let's talk about that center position, because I think uh, a lot of people are nervous about the Cowboys at center now with Travis Frederick retiring in. I I hate to say this because I love Travis Frederick, but he wasn't the same player in uh, 2019 that we saw earlier in his career. He just, he wasn't the same. He didn't have the same balance as he did. And uh, I I, I mean, I can't blame him at all for wanting to retire and kind of go out a little early. But I think if you're thinking the Cowboys are losing an all pro, pro player, I think it's fair to say they haven't really had that player since 2017. Now, I'm not the biggest Joe Looney fan in the world, but I think it's fair to expect him to at least be competent, right? Because that's that's what he was in 2018. I think he got a little bit too much credit for how he played that season, but he's competent at the very least, right?
1: Absolutely, and that's why I mean I feel okay about the position. Is that I'm okay with the floor with Looney. I don't love it, but I'm okay right. with it. You know, I mean, I'm we're not if we were riding in the wind with Tyler Biotish and and Connor McGovern and Adam Redman in a three-way competition, uh, I I would be upset. I would be nervous, you know, that I, you know, you kind of need, like I said, a stabilizing floor there. I think Looney at least provides you that. And I, you know, I think that there's opportunity that you're going to get, you know, better from that. Everything I keep seeing with Tyler Biotish, again, I I think he's, I think he's capable of potentially getting this job soonish rather than later.
0: Really? I, I mean, his tape is fascinating, because if you watch the t- 2018 tape, that's he's really good. Yeah. The 2019 tape is a little concerning to me. I, I mean, it was, it was okay, but it certainly was a drop-off. Do you, what, what player do you anticipate the Cowboys mm-hmm. getting? Because if they're getting the one that we saw in 2017-2018, that's a guy that very well could have been a top 50, 75 pick. I mean
1: for everything I understand he was still kind of recovering from an injury in 2019 and okay. and and you know at the end of 2018 what was it he had a I can't honestly can't remember I think it was an ACL or uh
0: something like that yeah yeah so
1: it was it was a you know a season ending surgery type of injury and, and I I think it, he missed uh if I remember he he missed uh there was some compl- kind of kind of complication and this is terrible radion, I apologize, but he missed he missed something, he missed some of the off season. And I think yeah. he got like a, a late start on kind of just training and it kind of just threw his whole uh uh strength training off and I think it's just kind of made for not the best tape. But I, I think that in the, you know the twenty the that kind of tape that you see in those twenty eighteen games, like that that player That player doesn't kind of go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think he, 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 I mean, the question is more probably, is he an inconsistent player? Uh, Because I mean, that, that, you know, obviously a lot about 2019 tape, but now if you want to take consequence into it, if you want to take, you know, uh, context in there, maybe there was an injury issue that was affecting it. But I, I think he has the kind of talent and, um, you know, body and strength and that size and that sort of thing to to take that job you know i think that joe looney is is you know he's kind of shown as the big fat man you know and all that but but (laughs) in in all reality yeah in all reality he's actually undersized to a certain degree Mm -hmm. you know if you're talking about like uh, as far as i mean that's why they're kicking him into center and, and that you know that's i mean i would say it's better that he if that he got promoted like frederick was injured and Looney stepped in for him. than either one of the guard positions, because I don't know that he oh, has no. enough strength to play guard. So, uh, Biotis is a physically stronger person, and and if he has the, you know, he seems like a pretty bright guy. That's really where I worry about, it. and that's where I think that this team is going to miss Frederick the most. Is, you know, the the brain is the the identifying defenses, understanding not only you know the the front seven, but understanding coverages and how that plays into the front seven and helping uh, Dak identify what they're actually looking at and, 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 and you know identifying kind of any c- hiding schemes that sort of thing. That's that's where you're going to lose Travis Frederick. And I think even though he was obviously physically never the same that he had been previously, he he was more valuable than Looney simply because his brain was so valuable on the field. Yeah uh that he he could do the physical part well enough that uh that it was worth getting him on the field and having him start
0: yeah i remember joe looney playing a game at guard i think it was week 17 in 2017 I, i just think it was one of those games where it didn't matter for dallas and he played guard and you could see him out there and he was just significantly smaller than all the guys that he was going against and playing next to and That's what made me a little bit nervous about him being a full-time center. He just didn't look like he had uh, the size to hold up, but uh, he showed in 2018 that he can. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about some of the more down-the-roster guys because we've we've nailed the starters. Um, Let's talk about maybe one of your favorite players on the team, Adam Redman. I know that you're a big fan. You're a card-carrying member of the Adam Redman fan club. What are you expecting from him in year two?
1: well i mean i think you know as as a card carrying member of of the adam redmond fan club i'm a little bit nervous you know i mean obviously you see uh and and only nervous as a card carrying member of the adam redmond fan club not <laughs> not nervous as a cowboy fan um <laughs> uh, because you know i, I obviously biadish coming in is is yeah. uh, he's gonna get a lot of the opportunity um they this this uh coaching staff has no ties to him to to Adam Redmond so i think that they don't really know what they've got in this guy um I, you know i i i would say that you may get some more looks outside a guard but you know i i think that, that that position is obviously crowded too even though you don't have a solution necessarily you don't you don't have a, the hard you know a hardened starter yet at that position yeah, either yeah. It's still very crowded just with numbers. So, you know, look, I think that there is just from a numbers game, especially now that Cam Irving has been added, there is every opportunity to make one of these guys, uh, uh, you know, a uh, right before the the uh, the cut down trade. You know, I, I think that there's if they if they're able to show off these guys. And you know they have a good. If Redmond has a, as a good a training camp as he does last year, and and but is good as well, and because he's a you know fourth round pick, and Redmond's a you know a guy that got signed off the street, I think that there could be the possibility that you know maybe you dangle a Joe Looney to a team that's missing a center or uh you know one of these guys for a late round pick just because you know i think teams are are in general short on offensive linemen and, and they look at what yeah. the cowboys have and they and you know i'm assuming that it's gonna hold a little bit extra weight that that, that this guy's been in our system for a while
0: yeah i'm nervous about adam redmond too i mean i actually like the way he played last year when he was on the field or maybe was it was in 2018 am i getting these games all mixed up now but uh i i don't i don't think he was that bad so I know the team does like him. He is incredibly uh, smart. He just needs to gain a little bit of strength. Um, you know, It's impossible to know with this offseason if he was able to accomplish that or not. But um, looking forward to seeing him in the preseason and maybe trying to, to earn a spot maybe on the Cowboys roster or somewhere else. Um, the last guy that I want to mention is Cam Irving. We talked about him yesterday on the Offensive Tackle podcast. My gut kind of tells me he's a better fit guard for the Cowboys. They want to get some just more vet- veterans in there. Um, what do you think about Irving as a player? And do you agree with my assessment, at least, that he is a better fit inside the at tackle?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that last part. Um, you know, I, and I think that that's been the assessment of a lot of different people that I've spoken to that have watched him. You know, I, I don't think he was terrible always with Kansas City when he played tackle. So I, I think that there's, uh, you know, I think that he's been much maligned and I get that. But at the same time, I think the tackle is a very difficult position. And it's one that, oh, yeah. you know, when you screw up, that 100% gets noticed. Um, I, I think that what the deal is with Cam Irving is that he is your Brandon Knight insurance policy. And then on top of that, he serves as this guy that you can take onto the the, the game day roster, and he can play all five spots. He can play mm-hmm. all five, you know, and, and that's that's crazy valuable just in yeah, in, in terms of roster construction. So.
0: No, he's yeah. not great at any of them, but the fact no. that he can play all of them makes it so you don't have to scramble and move three or four different guys to get an offensive line combination. And, that's that's the real value, right? And he, it's not like, he, he, I mean, let's be clear. He's not going to get you killed unless you're stupid about
1: it. Like if you're if you're playing, you know, a five man protection, and you're sliding, you know, p- protection away from him. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. he's going to kill you. But don't do that, you know. So yeah, I, I, and I think that's really the thing with with, with backup tackles and off, backup offensive linemen in general is that you know you just sometimes it's it, you have to account for him. Sometimes they they can you can hide it you can hide it a little bit. That's the good and the bad part about you know offensive line play in general is that it's it, it can be as as, as strong as its strongest link or but it can be as also as weak as its weakest link. You know, and and I and there's ways to cover this stuff up, especially at tackle where you, where it's easy to get him help at tight end or you know running right. back ch- right. uh, chip or something. But you, you just have to be smart about it. So, you know, I think people just automatically throw their hands up when they hear these guys' name. And they don't really realize that, you know, he, he's serviceable at, at, at all five positions. And that's incredibly valuable. Is he a guy that you want putting on your game day roster? No. Was he probably overdrafted? Probably. But I Absolutely. think for what the Cowboys are getting, I think he, he's, uh, he fits the bill perfectly.
0: Right. Now, if he's your, let's say he's your fourth tackle on game day or he's your fourth, you know, total interior offensive lineman. Yeah. I do think there's a lot of value in having a guy that can play all those positions because I've seen not only with the Cowboys, but a bunch of teams in the NFL where you get two offensive line injuries in a game. And all of a sudden, not only are you inserting two new players, but you're having to shuffle around maybe one, two or three other guys to just get a combination of offensive linemen that somewhat know how to play. So having a guy like Irving that does have experience at left tackle and at right tackle and at center does give you a a lot of flexibility. Again, is he great? Absolutely not. Can he get you through a game stretch, four games? Probably. And that's all that the Cowboys were looking for at this stage in free agency. Um, let's go ahead and grade this interior offensive line group Uh, you know we've been doing this through all the other groups uh, on the offense so far we've been pretty complimentary of uh, what we've said so far about those positional groups the interior offensive line is interesting because you do have an all pro in Martin you have you know two guys who've started a lot of games in Looney and Connor Williams and then you have some young guys who have yet to take the field in Connor McGovern and Tyler Biotis so how do you grade this group, Landon?
1: Well, it's so tough because I mean, two of the three are so just completely wide open unknown. And right. and well, I really I don't,
0: I don't know if left guard is unknown though, right?
1: Well, I think you know what you're kind of getting with Connor Williams, but even then, like you don't know what I think what, you know
0: the floor, right? I think yeah, man, know probably floor.
1: probably so. Um I, yeah, I mean, I think the Okay, so uh, that's the thing. Let's. I mean, maybe this needs to be graded on a spectrum to a certain degree. I think the floor is that this is a C plus. No, it's a B minus group, right? Like that's 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 if that's if like you know Looney is in there and and not playing great, and Connor Williams is coming back and he's closer to his rookie year, right? Which I I don't think is happening.
0: Yeah, C C. I would say C plus B minus somewhere in there. Sure,
1: but I with the potential though to go. I mean, you know, I, I mean. This could be an A group, honestly. Like if if if, sure. if 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 Tyler Biotis comes in and plays like 2018, Tyler Biotis and Connor Williams takes another step. Uh, I, I mean, it's hard not to be very encouraged by what this interior trio could look like.
0: I think I'm optimistic because there's so many names, and I think individually we kind of right. That's it. So there's they so have options, and like we mentioned with Biotis... I don't think the Cowboys—I I truly don't think the Cowboys went into this draft at all thinking they needed to grab an interior player because I think they did like, um, you know, the combination of Looney, Connor Williams, and McGovern. You know, two of those three winning two of those jobs. So, uh, I think, Beyond is just somebody who had such a massive grade for them, and at that stage in the draft, they thought it was worth it to go up and get him. So, now you have— you know, four guys competing for two spots with Cam Irving probably being one of the backups. I I don't mind it. I certainly think there's some uneasiness there, but my guess is a year from now when we're doing these podcasts, we'll feel significantly better about this group one way or the other, whether it is McGovern beating out Connor Williams, whether it's Biotis playing over Joe Looney, or maybe Joe Looney just continues to, to be a really solid guard and the Cowboys bring him back for another year. I do feel optimistic that this group is going to be okay this season uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure to check him out in the Best Coast Boys podcast. And you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.